0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision but good to be able to welcome into the conversation Martin Niles the managing director of the Australian Christian Lobby Martin welcome along
1: G'day Neil good to be with you again especially good in fact it <laughs> in is light of all
0: especially happened. good and uh, we we'll got a little bit later today than we normally do because you've been speaking to a Christian schools conference and no doubt there would have been something of a jubilant atmosphere at the Christian Schools Conference?
1: Well, yes. I mean, as you know, Neil, um, the one of the main policy differences between the Liberal and the Labor Party going into this election was on Christian schools or faith-based schools. Um, one side, the Labor Party, said that they were going to change the laws in such a way that it would have made it um, impossible for Christian schools to select staff on the basis that they uphold their ethos, on the basis that they're Christians or they're willing to uphold the ethos of the school in all that they say and do. So they were going to take away that right. So Christian schools would lose their ability to be Christian in that respect. But also they were going to change the law in such a way that if they continued to teach biblical doctrines or if they continued to teach a Christian understanding of controversial topics, Uh, you know think things like sexuality and gender but uh, you know any controversial topic they would be open to lawsuits a very 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 serious thing in my view and so at a christian schools conference neil you can be sure that everyone was aware of that Um, and i made a couple of comments in my speech that effectively got a lot of nods in the audience so uh, i think they're all very happy
0: there is a certain sense martin that you might think of the coalition being re-elected you say the left has been defeated and so maybe they'll lie down and, uh, and and be quiet but I don't think that's the case I th- suspect there's still a battle ahead that is perhaps uh, going to be heating up in a significant way. What are your thoughts as we go forward from here?
1: Oh, look it, there's i mean look a lot of people will be pleased with the outcome especially just in the religious freedom issues alone and that's really the principal reason why um you know I, i'm happy to declare my my uh, the fact that i'm pleased about it but the fight's not over if i could put it that way it's it's a bit of a reprieve there in the sense that some very serious policy attacks on faith and faith-based institutions you know we've dodged them but this is not This is not the end. Uh, We've been dealing at ACL with all the things we've been dealing with uh, under the status quo. Um, You know, the uh, attack on parental rights is something that's still ongoing, particularly through the states. Um, Pro-life, the pro-life cause is still set back massively in many states. Um, the religious freedom promises that the coalition have put forward are flaky and inadequate and they're not going to uh, have the courage to push that too hard if christians don't make it very clear that we're a constituency that's willing to speak up and willing to act on those issues so there's a a huge path that lies ahead i would say it's an open window of opportunity but it's by no means it is by no means the end there's much to be achieved and I just trust that the Christian world out there in particular doesn't stop praying and and doesn't stop acting just because it's not one minute to midnight, it's now two minutes to midnight.
0: Uh, Earlier on we've been talking about this idea of a miracle, a miracle claimed by the Prime Minister. Uh, What are your thoughts, Martin? Uh, Was it a miracle we saw on the weekend?
1: I think it was, Neil, and um, there's a few reasons for that. To be honest, I've been reading a lot of the commentary on this. I mean, certainly as the results unfolded, my thought was there's no rhyme or reason to this, if I could put it that way. I couldn't pick... A particular issue or a particular trend or a particular, you know, yes, there's the Queensland effect, but that wasn't the end of the story. I mean, you had the Tasmania effect and then you had Victoria, which stayed pretty much status quo against the odds. I mean, massively against the odds. And across the country, there was such a collection of issues that, it, that, 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 um, that came into play in such a complex way and the bookies paid out early on this. Mm. Um, you know, they were so not expecting this result, and the bookies are rarely wrong. But it wasn't just the bookies. The political analysts did not predict this. The polls did not predict this for years. Uh, I mean, how many news polls in a row did the government lose? Mm. Uh, and so you look at every possible metric that didn't predict it, and then you look at the unusual and almost um, chaotic nature of the outcome that produced a majority coalition government, and in my mind, uh, there's no way to put it except that, yes, it was a miracle. God brought together a perfect storm of factors at the very last minute that delivered a Morrison victory. And I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that this was achieved primarily through prayer. At ACL, we produced a prayer guide for the election, and we sent thousands upon thousands of those out, but we had the phones ringing off the hook for weeks and weeks with people requesting more of those we completely ran out we did extra print runs and i was just so acutely aware constantly traveling around the country that the prayer that people were putting into this was huge and i guess i was so shocked on the night but then my staff wisely turned to me and said well god answers prayer why are we shocked And I do believe that that was the biggest factor in this and you'll never hear that in the mainstream political commentary but that's my belief.
0: Interesting you raise the idea of never hearing that in the mainstream political commentary because we'll know and listeners to this program will know this challenge, this call to prayer for Christian believers it seriously has raised an army of believers not only who began to pray when that call came at the start of the campaign but also those who rose up and joined in to uh, volunteer workers uh, to actually get word out about these very serious policies, this very serious threat that was being faced. And uh, you had teams all around the nation too, uh, Martin Isles. I wonder whether you've got any words to say to those who uh, rose up and and, and worked hard uh, in the teams that you were leading.
1: Oh look, Neil, I'm so grateful. I mean you're quite right. We had those who uh we had prayer teams and we had activist teams. Uh which are kind of the same thing in a way if you think about it. But um look I'm so grateful for to everyone who prayed, but I'm also so grateful for those who actually went to the extent of walking the streets, volunteering, putting things in letterboxes, making phone calls, doing all that sort of thing. We've been refining our campaign platform for a couple of years now. It's a very complex thing to do. You know, groups like GetUp have been years in the making and they've learned a lot and we've been playing catch up. And I'm so, so pleased with the outcomes because I can look at the federal election and say, hand on heart, we made a difference. Every seat we picked, and we picked one seat in each state because we decided to be highly strategic uh, and focused about the way we would do this, knowing that it would, could potentially come down to a few seats. We picked, for example, McMahon in New South Wales. The latest update, that had the biggest swing to the Liberal Party in the state. We picked Canning in Western Australia, which is Andrew Hastie's seat, a very fine Christian man. And in the whole state of WA, that had the biggest swing to the Liberal Party again. Uh, we picked out Chisholm in Victoria and everyone told us, look, it's a lost cause. Chisholm's gone. Why are you doing, why are you active down there? Well, the counting this morning and indeed the counting for most of the time since the election shows that against the odds, uh, the Liberal member for Chisholm, who's a Christian lady, is ahead in the counting. Uh, and I could go on. I mean, Bass was one that we did in Tasmania. And again, you know, oh, which way will it go? It's line ball. Again, Bass has actually been the latest seat that's been delivered to the, one of the latest seats that's been delivered to the coalition just today, uh, and uh, that's a gain for them and a, a crucial gain. Again, we were active there. Also, we were active in the ACT to support a strong Christian man, Senator Selger. He's got over the line with an increase in his votes by a substantial margin, and the pe- campaign has been such a success. And it's not just me saying that; it's not just that we're lucky because we've done some early analysis on the seat that we chose in South Australia, which was Boothby, which, again, kept with the Liberals against the odds. And we did some analysis of the booths. So, you know, you've got the electorate and there's all these voting places throughout the electorate, and they're called booths. And we know which which areas of the suburbs we targeted with our volunteer crews, and so we can check the booths that serve those areas and find out what the results are. And I'm pleased to say that across the board... The results in the booths that serve the areas where our volunteers were active are off-trend in a good way. They're actually off-trend towards the campaign message that we put out there, uh, which is just hugely encouraging. And it shows what we can do as Christians when we mobilize in prayer and when we mobilize as volunteers. So I'm actually quite pumped this morning, not just because of the result, but because I'm sitting here looking at our campaign platform and saying, praise God. He's given us uh, success here, and it's something that we can redeploy over the next three years to build a constituency that can make a difference.
0: Well, we'll all be very buoyed and uh, certainly appreciating what you're sharing, not only as an update on facts, but even testimony uh, to the glory of God as to the way that the Christian constituency in those particular electorates have risen to an occasion where they were desperately needed. Just a couple of minutes remaining in our conversation, because we're going to go news and I know we haven't got you for an extended time today Martin but you know there's going to be a new leader of the Labour Party, there's going to be a, a, a remix on the front bench of the government. Uh, what have you got so so far as thoughts go uh, for what things might be holding uh, for the changes coming for the major parties in Australia over the next week or so?
1: Well look I think that one thing we need to bear in mind is that whoever takes Labour leadership it doesn't, you know, they'll, they'll cast themselves a particular way and they may hear the message on religious freedom. They may hear the message on some of those issues that concern us. And so they'll cast themselves as uh, people who aren't, who are more in favor of those things and therefore more our friends. I would just urge wisdom and caution to people because the ideological roots of what we were concerned about in the Labour Party run very deep and they're very widespread amongst the ALP members. So, I think that the proper approach is to watch and observe over a longer period of time. And I think it's really important that Christians don't stop acting, because Labour will have seen in this election that some of their policies on this are unpopular and could be potentially costly. I think they need to see that message a few more times before they really change their mind. So uh, I would say keep acting and keep praying. But it's a wonderful, wonderful start, because we can engage with whoever is put in that role. And we'd engage with them and show them what's been done uh, and hopefully try and shape the policy frameworks in the future from both sides. So very powerful. Um, I think that probably Tanya Plippasek or Anthony Albanese, it'll be a fight between the two of them as to who comes out as the leader is most likely. And both of what I've said would apply to both of them.
0: Well, Martin Isles, certainly appreciate your insights and we're about to go to news in just a few moments. For those uh, listeners who are on on the line waiting, uh, thank you for your patience. We'll try and take some calls after the news before we talk to Christian Schools Australia more deeply about uh, the way that Christian schools have uh, dodged a bullet. But Martin Isles, Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, thank you so much for uh, giving us some insights today on 2020.